Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us on another week of Hashtag Dad Life, a part of the Beyond Real Estate podcast. We've got Jalen standing by here, there, I should say, in Denver, Colorado. We've got myself here in Southern California. And this week, we wanted to dig into teenage discipline. How do, what are the best ways to discipline our teenage kids? Um, and things we'll delve into. Should we take things away? Should we ground them? Um, conversations. When should, when should we have them? How long should they be? And curfews. How do you start implementing those within the teenage lifestyle? So join us for more intake and let us know what you think at the end because we're all ears. So join us here in a minute. Welcome to Beyond Real Estate with Jalik, the podcast discussing parenting, real estate, and business. Every week we go in-depth on how to become successful in life and business. Nick, take it away. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us on another week of Hashtag Dad Life. Again, this week we wanted to talk about teenagers and the disciplining of those teenagers. Um, Jay and I aren't able to speak from personal experience yet as the parent, although we can very much do that as the teenager and, and reflecting our, our childhood pasts. Um, nonetheless, it is a, a avenue that we're inevitably gonna have to cross here in relatively the near future, depending on how old someone may be. But uh, Jalen, let me throw that one at you. As, as disciplining teenagers, what comes to mind when it comes to what's what's the most effective way? If I was a teenager, it all comes down to you like your stuff. So that is the pressure point and the pain point that I would say is the first and foremost thing that you have to hit is an understanding that, you know, you have a lot of privileges as a teenager, but it doesn't mean that you get to do whatever you want. And at the end of the day, but my mom put it the best. All I owe you are clean clothes, house to live in and food. Everything else is just additional because I love you. And so I think if you don't make that uh, prevalent or you don't make sure that the teenager understands that before they become a teenager, then it can be a lot more harder of a task to take those things away. Cause they're like, what? That's my right. My cell phone is my right. And it's like, no, it's not. Whoever told you a cell phone was a right. Well, hold uh, on. So are you saying you're easy to deal with then? Oh, I'm super easy to do. I'm the most chill, relaxed person in the world. Uh, as a 14, 15 year old as well? You know, I don't remember fighting with my parents too much. Okay. Um, maybe when I was older and, and then I did have those rights. Cause it's like, you don't know me. You don't own me. That's, yeah. that's when it got a little bit more, but you know, I knew my place. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what about you, Nick? What was the, what was the thing that your parents would always be like, if you don't do what you need to do, uh, then you're going to get this taken away or here's something else that's limited. Yeah. It's interesting, right? Because you and I grew up at a time and me definitely, I can't think. Cell phone wise came around early 2000s is when I got my first cell phone, right? So by the early 2000s, I was in college. So when I think of my teenage years, you have some of so many things now that you didn't have then. So it's challenging a little bit as you alluded to, because I totally agree with you in that kids want their things. And I feel like it's impossible to find that teenager without a phone that doesn't value an iPad, that doesn't value those pieces that allow them to be in social media world in some shape, way or form. So I think for our generation is just more simple um, because of that. We didn't have those things. It's like, well, what are you going to take away? I, I didn't even have a pager. You know, it's like <laughs> phone, maybe, maybe, but I, I'm right there with you. Um, not to say I was a perfect child by any means, but there again, I wasn't that rebellious one that was looking to say, the heck with you, I'm out of here. And, and <laughs> that I would uh, threaten running away or anything. So maybe you and I are too boring of uh, lifestyles Oof. to relate to people, but... 
Nonetheless, <laughs> I, we're going to have to cross it as parents. So just because maybe we were a little bit more laid back, we do and are going to have to navigate these waters where, I mean, both your boys, both on phones already? Tablets? Uh, yeah, tablets. Tablets yeah. with their, their, but they already have restrictions on there, right? Okay. We're like kids YouTube. You, you don't get regular YouTube, even uh -huh. though... Our older one for sure knows some of the content creators on there and wants to watch them. But in this sure. way, it's like, and that guy says things where you're like, ah, that's that's like maybe a teenager. Maybe yeah. you're, it's okay watching that. But as a four-year-old, we're not okay with you watching that. So mm -hmm. um, we already put those limitations on him. And, and to your point, it's definitely interesting with the two boys that we have because our older one i'm like yeah this is he's just like me he's gonna be super easy he already okay. kind of does what you need him to do when you ask him but the younger one that oh, i share a birthday with coming yeah up. right yeah <laughs> yep named after you with nicholas as his middle name and uh shares a birthday with you it's fitting right <laughs> but holy cow that kid disagrees just for the sake of disagreeing it's always no <laughs> it's uh-uh it's no and then you're like like that's why we've learned give him options so yeah. that we don't care either or he gets to pick we can already tell that that he's going to be a pain in the butt later yeah. down the road uh, so it's good to have these conversations and know what you're going to do to approach the situation before sure. they're 12 and you're having to already start navigate those waters because they have yeah. a very headstrong little kid right um yeah and, and so i think we have already started taking some of those alternative ways so you know grounding yeah uh, it's hard to ground a two or a four-year-old. Right, right. <laughs> but let, let's play that hypothetical when they're older. What do you yeah. think will be for what you know now, right? Think, things will change and shoot. That's going to be another 10 years before they're teenagers. Yeah. Nonetheless, let's try to play that hypothetical card because we have people listening and watching right now that have teenagers or have already gone through it. Um, so what do you think is the best way to navigate them being a pain in the butt one or both of your boys what are your thoughts yeah i think it's playing the same way that we already do it with our kids because uh, we've never honestly coddled our kids or babied them or just taken things away because we're the parents and we get to we've always explained to them why that course of action is the action that we're taking mm -hmm. and so i think that's the same rules that apply i think if you try to pretend that you have some higher domain over your kids then that they are a human being and can make rational decisions for themselves. Like what? Like what? When you like, say for instance, like if that. you if you say um, like for for our older one, right? We always watch a YouTube video with him after we read a book with him and all that stuff. Get ready for bed. We lay yep. down with him and we watch a, a fun little video game from one of his favorite creators. Um, and so he enjoys that. It's a nice little bonding time, and we laugh at the video together. But if it's late at night, way past his bedtime, we got home late, whatever it may be. You say no, no, no to the video tonight. You know, we just need to go to sleep. But we explain it to him, you know, hey, it's too late. Tomorrow we can watch it. But tonight it's not because you did anything wrong, but it's because it's too late and we just need to get to bed. Right. And let, let me let me slide this one in right there, because that's a four year old that you're explaining that to. Let's pretend he's 14 and now he's snuck out because he said, no, you can't do that tonight. Yep. Maybe it's go to the movies and you go to his room <laughs> and it's 11 p.m. and he's not there. Yeah. He snuck out. Yeah. Consequence is what right now in Jalen's world? I'm like, do you know how much it costs for a movie ticket? What the hell are you wasting here? We have Netflix. We have Disney Plus. I don't know why you're sneaking out for a movie ticket. His friends aren't at Netflix at your house. His friends aren't <laughs> streaming anything at your house. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be more down for that. Uh, but, <laughs> but yes, as they, they'd sneak out for whatever reason. I would just explain it to him first and foremost. Hey we have a sense of trust when 
we set boundaries for ourselves with you. Like, hey, mom and dad are going to be home every day after work, you know, unless some existent circumstance that we tell you about. But you broke that trust for us when it came to this circumstance. And so here, what do you think the, a, a fair um, punishment would be? And so getting that feedback from them to see, nothing. you know, well, if it's they say nothing. nothing, I'm like, well, is that fair? I would just push back on it. Is that fair then? So if you don't, if I tell you that we're going to go to a baseball game or a football game, and then I don't do it, do you think that argue, it's fair that nothing though, happens? Well, and I would argue a teenager is never probably going to agree on what fair is, right? Sure. Because I, it's hard for me to believe a teenager said, you're right, dad, here's my cell phone <laughs> and I won't, I'll ground myself. You don't even have to tell me. I'm just not going to hang out with my friends for two weeks. Like, but if Boy, you did that, they're probably going to turn around and be like, yeah, that's not fair. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and so I think on that one though, at the same time is by allowing them to have some input on what they think is fair. First off, you're actually letting them think about there are consequences to their actions. And so they're having just to understand that that's a component of them existing. And if they do something that you don't do or lie to you, then there's going to be consequences. So mm -hmm. now you're triggering that the next time that they do something. But what's going to what, what's be a fair punishment? And am I okay with that? Did you if, say they get to have input on the consequence? I think that they get to at least have the input of what they think is fair, not okay. necessarily what the ultimate punishment is going to be, because that's the job of the parent. I'm not okay. saying the parents get to be like, nope, my kid gets self-discipline. Yeah. But I'm saying them having, you know, if they, because say they, they feel really bad about it, right? Yeah. Like, I feel really bad. I think you should take my internet from me for two weeks and take my phone. Maybe they're just a really guilty child, like okay. a, a very like guilty conscious. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, buddy. No, you like you, you took some, you know, candy from a bowl when it said take one and you took three pieces. No, you don't deserve to be grounded for three, you know, like three weeks. Like, yeah. let's let's tone it back. Um, but also you're explaining to your kid that you're not some tyrannical parent that's just coming in and being like, I'm laying down the law, whether you okay, like but, it or not. Well, and what we said maybe the first time, what if it's happening repeatedly? And it's like, OK, this little fair thing, he's like, meh, my dad will live talk me through it. it it really not a big consequence what happens if it's sixth and seventh time that yeah. he's going behind your back dad i got, I got it i get it i get it yeah, got it next week dip out yeah well i think then you you come into it as you're still explaining to them why you're punishing them so i, I think no matter what punishment you choose whether it is more strict or less severe or mm -hmm. more severe or less severe than what punishment they think is fair i think you're explaining to them the punishment so you say ah I think you're letting yourself off a little bit there. And so this is why I'm giving you this punishment. And, you know, it's going to be this. And as long as you don't do it again, that's all it's going to be. But if you do this again, there's going to be more severe consequences. So understand that. And I'm not going to let you have as much input this next time. Like, I'm not going to ask you what's fair because clearly this isn't working. So we're going to go more with what I'm saying. And so just having that kind of conversation with your kids versus purely being like, they're under my house. They're they're under my roof. They got to play by my rules, otherwise, because that just builds resentment at the end of the day. Okay. So, well, let let's take um, the sneaking out away. Maybe it's language, and 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 that just came up as you're saying. Well, it's you're under my roof. What if <laughs> they're hanging out with the kids and they're dropping f bombs at home at the dinner table? Is that just a conversation, or are you saying no, not in this house? Are you not like you may split that with your friends, and I can't control yeah. that, but here we're not doing that. Like, what yeah. do you think about that rule? Yeah, and I think you bring up a good point because there's kind of those social norms versus, like, actual, like, you know, is bad language going to make them a bad person? 
not necessarily. Whereas doing something like if they're out stealing, smoking, drinking, yeah, yeah. They're, you're you're setting yourself up for success later in life. So different consequences. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to the language part of it, yeah, you're you're going to be having those questions of you know what standard do we set in the house? Yeah. Do we all live by it, including parents? Right. I, I think any parent that's like, no, I can curse, but my kid can't, is it's like ah, you're setting yourself up for a really hard differentiation between right. what language I can use versus what language you can use. Right. Um, and I think that it comes down to, well, how old are they? Right. If it's if it's a teenager, honestly, as long as they're not dropping a, a curse word every other word, like it's like, ah, you know, keep it keep it civil. But at the same time, you know, if you get excited and you're like, F yeah, I don't think that now it's like bad reflection on the kid, bad reflection on the parent. These this kid is just on a on a wild. But I think if they are cursing too much or, you know, using language, that you're not, I think that's up to each individual. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's like, again, if they're using it very frequently, it's like, buddy, okay. you've got to stop using that. But then that's when you have that conversation. Hey, I don't think that that's a good reflection of you. I think you're smarter than that. So don't use that kind of language all the time. Sure. Um, let's clean I, it up just a little bit. You know? Yeah, I was, I was talking with a friend recently and she had mentioned how in her household, they didn't allow it as, as both husband and wife. And yeah. she, before it even became a thing, she just emphasized the importance of, look, you need to be able to use more creative words than cuss period. Like if that's your default, in her opinion, it was almost ignorance because you don't have anything else in your vocab to be able to describe <laughs> something. Um, I thought that was an interesting yeah. way to, to talk through that before because she said it never really came up, but she planted that seed a few times when they were 10, 11, 12 years old. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, I think that's kind of the other extreme of like letting a okay. kid curse all the time versus being like, you're not intelligent if you it's like ah, yeah yeah i don't know if that's the i don't i think that's the other extreme of it and there's okay. like a happy medium where it's like no you can you like at the end of the day and this was something that i never understood as a kid where it's like in school right you couldn't curse right and you have the teachers being like you can't say shit and it's like but if i say shoot and i mean the same thing what's the point of like it, it's like a it's just a more rough word but you still have the same intent and meaning behind the cleaner well, version still is dropping the f-bomb or yeah but if you said if you said sure, that, it's not the same intent yeah but if yeah exactly and so if you have someone though or you're like i'll f and kill you yeah like do you feel less threatened because they said i'll f and kill you if they're holding a knife versus yeah. if they said I'll, I'll and they just dropped the actual f-bomb yeah like i'm just like it's it's the intent that matters more so than the wording. And so okay. when it comes to something like use smarter words, it's like, well, just yeah. because, like you can't gain someone's intelligence based on the, maybe they're like an amazing coder, but they don't speak with people frequently. And so their conversational skills are less than yeah. that. But I, I don't know. That's well, not someone's worth that. I, yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and we'll reel it back in, in terms of, of consequences. Right. Yeah, where my head goes is kids need to understand teenagers specifically need to understand they can choose their actions, but they don't get to choose their consequences. And I think it's setting a parent up for a challenging situation if they straight up tell kids, hey, if this happens, then that's going to happen. And I say that because if it becomes an if then people, not just teenagers, will always say, I don't mind that trade. If, <laughs> if I get caught sneaking out, then I'll get my phone taken away for a week. It's worth it because I want to go to that party. Right. Yeah. Right? Versus if there's going to be consequences, right? You leave it open-ended be like, Ooh, what's that going to be? And maybe they still sneak out. Nonetheless, now you have that room, I think as a parent to not hold yourself to a certain thing to say, give me the phone. 
it's I've just kept that door open to say it's to my discretion, depending yep. on what that decision was. And I think that's important for, like I said, especially teenagers to understand you get to choose your actions, but you don't get to choose your consequences. And I think yeah. that's important to lay down that law um, for teenagers because they are so often in those rebuttaling years of they just tuned you out and whatever you say, they want to do the opposite um, so yeah. often. And, well, and, and, and I want to push back on that a, a little bit too, though, because I think the generation that came up with that whole teenagers are just, they'll, they just disagree with you for the sake of disagreeing with you yep. in all circumstances. I'm sure there are some just real jerks out there as teenagers. There's jerks as everyone, but there, there's also just the reality that the, that generation grew up where the parents were like, it's either my way or the highway. And the kids were like, I don't understand why it's your way or the highway for that. Like, you're just right. wrong. And yet well, I you're think still... in general, yeah, I think in general, though, they're just trying to find their way, right? Yeah. Not even trying to find the highway. They're just going down <laughs> a way. And yeah. I can look back on my middle school years and good God, with the things we thought were cool, whether it's the way we acted, how we talked, what we wore, like in that moment, you're just like, parents, get out of my way. How was the day? Good. What'd you think of that? Fine. Kept it short. And that was, yeah. that was the conversation, especially boy world I can speak for. Um, and I look back on me like, wow, I, I was super short, not <laughs> literally, but in terms of just talking to parents. My he parents. was average height. He was average height. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Looking back and how cool you think you were at that moment in time and looking back on it is interesting. So. Yeah, I, I don't know that I ever thought I was cool during middle school, but that was that's that's for another another day. Um, but Nick, uh, so I I was a very I mean I mean we've both explained how boring of people were. Did you ever have a problem with curfews with that your parents? No, thought? no, and because of that, I had enough trust <laughs> on my end to say I got to choose my curfew one day, and I had a midnight curfew. Now we're talking about high school years, uh, not middle yep. school. I mean, I think therein lies the challenge for parents. In, in my opinion, in middle school, 100% have a curfew. Why? Because they're dependent on you to get places. Once they can drive, <laughs> yeah. I think now that opens up a different conversation to say, okay, you can drive from here to there. Now you're having some different conversations with parties and what the surroundings and choices there are getting. Um, but yeah, I think curfews, that, that was my world when I could drive. One night a week, I could pick it. And the other two nights I had midnight. Yeah. So. Nice. Yep. Yeah. Man, I played video games at night. Like, <laughs> it, was, it was, you know, and no, no one worries about it. If the worst thing your kid does is play video games all night and then yeah. sleeps on a Saturday, yeah. what's different than the regular high schooler? So, right, right. Yeah, that was, that was my thing. I mean, it was, again, super boring for the average person, but enjoyed there you uh, go. what I enjoyed. Yep. So, yep. maybe yep. hopefully your kids turn out to be video gamers because then life becomes a lot easier right. on everything. Sure. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, well, I, I think we, we really hit the points that we wanted to hit when it came to these pieces. And um, hopefully you had some takeaways and, and some nuggets. But I think I speak on the behalf of both of us when I say, let us know your thoughts, because we're not there yet as parents and recollecting as all parents do based on how did you go through things. So again, that's that's it for this week's edition of Hashtag Dad Life. Join us on Wednesday for Real Estate Roundup, because we're going to be talking about why the month of October when you talk about trying to time the market, is the best time to buy a house. So until next week's segment of Hashtag Dad Life, this is this week's segment. Enjoy. Talk soon.
Hey, thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more of Jalen McKenna, Colorado's mortgage dad, and his take on the Colorado real estate market or just mortgages and mortgage news in general, check out the links below. Also, check out the links below for more information on products, books, or references made in this podcast. And please don't forget to subscribe, like, and share.